Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're going to be getting into Brock Lesnar dipping his toes, well, a little bit more than dipping his toes, back into the UFC. The G1 USA event in San Francisco, our G1 preview, our Extreme Rules predictions tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Look at you. First try. First try. Not bad, huh? Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. I am your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. the Stone Cold that the Builders rejected. That's from Psalms. That's, <laughs> that's a Bible verse. No? Nothing? My daughter Dude, would I'm love going it. to hell. What you think I know about the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> and to my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Bowen, what's going on, two beer? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, I just put this gum in my mouth, and the flavor is already gone, so it is definitely not, uh, what... That's definitely five gum. Very professional to put the gum in your mouth exactly before you go on microphone. I gotta moisten up the mouth hole here. <laughs> to, Whoa! To his right, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Booty Hills. It's all good, baby. Get ready for this G one starting this weekend. Can't wait. Prediction tonight. Gonna have to run down Mr. Uh, Perfect behind me. He's a little ahead of me on points, but it's all good. We're gonna make it happen. As Jason mentioned, we have Sam the Mauler Mall turning the knobs tonight. Number one. He's leading. He is leading. In predictions this year. We laughed at him about a month ago. I didn't laugh at him. I laughed at him. Okay, you laughed at him, but he is winning tonight. We have some more predictions tonight, like we said, in Extreme Rules and a whole bunch more stuff. We're coming at you from the steamy. Hot St. Louis, Missouri. It oh, is hot outside, guys. So soft. It, no, it's hot outside. Come on, man. I was about to say six months ago we were crying. It was cold in the motherfucker. Now it's all of a sudden it's still hot. That's the Midwest. I mean, but six hundred years ago we, we were cold weather people. You were not. Hey, we were minding our own business till you came over <laughs> and drug us on some boats. <laughs> before, we we get, before we get too far ahead of it, we're going to tell you about our sponsor tonight. One of our sponsors, we have Soul Taco. Soul Taco, baby. That's the best Korean-Mexican fusion food that you can get in all the land, but specifically in the Chicago, Illinois, and St. Louis, Missouri, and thereabouts in those areas. They got places in... St. Louis, Missouri. Two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri. They got a place in the U-City Loop, a place in Chesterfield, Missouri, a place in Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. Did I forget one? No. Uh, if you've never been there, you might be, if you listen to the podcast a lot, you might be sick of me. You might be sick of me talking about it, but you will not be sick of eating it. I promise. They got be the best shit. You're going there Saturday? Oh, yeah. Why don't you go there Friday before you come up and see me at the bar and bring me a burrito? Two, okay. because he needs one for later. Duh. Yeah, I know. I know. I got to get two burritos. They got <laughs> they got that spicy pork. They got the steak. They got the chicken pot stickers. They got the new uh, kimchi waffle fries, which I have yet to try. Yeah, see, I think I'm going to have to make that move this weekend. If I, I know. Twice. It sounds incredible, but Soul Taco... Go there. It's a fun atmosphere. It is family friendly in case you have some little ones that are hanging out with you. Uh, you will not be disappointed that you went. Tell them that band from Ringside sent you. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. And we love them. And we know that you guys are going to love them too. Like I said last week, if you go to Soul Taco and you don't like it, let Band from Inside know, and Jason Bell will Venmo you the money yes, that sir. you spent there. Yes, sir. I need a receipt, though, He's as got well. a full <laughs> refund coming back from JCB. Dude's loaded. <laughs> so I the podcast for fun. So without further ado, we'll get to our three counts. JCB, what you got? Since we like to go chronologically in order, and I know someone in front of me has something to say about probably our two count, I'll take. Too much to say. I'll take the one count going with Saturday night. Brock Lesnar coming off the side of the milk carton returns to UFC. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. It'd be nice to see him at WWE. Isn't he the universal champion? But he's at the UFC. I honestly can't remember. Oh, anyway. I thought they left him in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I (laughs) last scene in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) That's fucked up. Brock Lesnar comes out after Daniel Cormier wins his 
heavyweight title match in the first round knockout. He calls out Brock Lesnar. And if you didn't know any better, this was a a work of works. I know the UFC fan base kind of lost their shit about this a little bit. You know, all excited. Here comes Brock Lesnar. You know, it's all so great, blah, blah, blah. For me, when I saw this, I was like, man, this is wrestling. This looks like what wrestling should be. Oh, you can literally see Joe Rogan smiling as he's interviewing Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar finally speaks. But this is where he can speak. He can say whatever the fuck he wants to say. And he did say whatever the yeah, fuck he wanted yeah, to say. He used a few curse words. Okay. And then it makes it all realistic. He's already got credibility coming in. Minus, obviously, being popped for the performance uh, acting drugs or whatever against the Mark Hunt uh Bow, but he's still five and three. He's a former UFC heavyweight champion. It's hard to not say he's legit. Now that being said, what does this mean for WWE? Obviously, Vince has to sign off on this. The reign is at four hundred sixty days. I thought I think I read that right. So I mean, we're passing. Obviously, passing CM Punk. We're at a point where now I think Brock Lesnar, at least in my mind, has worked his way to the point where we don't need him any longer. Even if he was defending every other month, it's 460 days. It's time for him to give the rub to somebody else. Like I said, for me personally, A, I think Vince knew about this, but now they've painted themselves into a corner where they let it go so far because I think Vince was trying to be a little petty, trying to make sure he broke the record. Now that the record is broken, you have to figure out the way how to get the belt off of him. A lot of stuff to say about what you just said, but before we get there, Tubier, your take on it. Yeah, I don't know if Vince knew about it or not, just because as dumb as Brock looks, just because of the, I mean, my wife sees him, she's like, oh, I hate him, he looks so dumb, but just because he's like a big, you know, like, jockey dude, um, he always- Does she pres- look at me the same way? Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> such a big jockey dude. <laughs> but I bet he has a good dick. Head. So. Whoa! Yeah. Hey, oh. That guy looked like he played uh, varsity shortstop and sat the bench. <laughs> <laughs> but- like, you know, as much as you want to play into that stereotype, like, he always positions himself at the top of any company that he's in. And I think, I mean, it could be that he's just positioning himself by showing up at UFC because you know that with this TV deal, Vince has money to throw at him. So it could be that he's like, you know, maybe he wants to fight and that's what is going to happen because he's put UFC in a position to where if they don't deliver on this fight, they're going to be fucking pissed. You know, the fan base is going to be pissed. But it also gives Vince impetus because Vince has a huge ego to throw him, you know, however many millions of dollars it's going to take to keep him. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's back in the testing pool. I think he's going to go fight. He'll, he'll probably do whatever the money is. Really. No, he, they've already said they're going to fight. It's just a matter of setting the date after he comes back clean. Now you can set yeah, the date. Yeah, he just put himself into the whatever the, the pool is called. USD. USDA. USDA. Yeah. yeah. USDA pool where he's got to test. No, it's not USDA. I was about to say that's meat. No, but it's the USADA. Yeah. But uh, the cool thing is, like you no, said. No, USA. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, you're, USADA. That's right. Yeah. Like you said is. Uh, USADA. That was not a total USADA. work. And you know what? I don't watch a ton of UFC, but shit like this, theatrics, like Conor McGregor, that gets me to watch because of the theatrics. Like they're going to fight for real at the end of the day. Why not have a little showmanship? Tell a little story. Let's fucking, you know, have some fun with it. I think they do that anyway. It's just now the the bigger names like the the Nate Diaz's of the world, the Conor McGregor's of the world, the Brock Lesnar's of the world. They already have a pedigree. They have, you know, a, a legitimate fan base behind them. Either you like them or you don't. You know what I'm saying? And now here you come out with Brock Lesnar and he comes out and basically, you know, throws Daniel Cormier, or didn't say throw him around, but pushed him like a little ragdoll or whatever. That felt like, okay, this shit is real. You know what I'm saying? As much as... With a smile on his face. Yeah, right, exactly. I was going to say, as much as UFC fans like to talk shit about professional wrestling, if you marked out on this, and I'm pretty sure you did, guess what? You could probably be a professional See, wrestler. See, I, I think the exact opposite. I, I think that this... There's no doubt this was a work. Yeah. It was a total work. Oh, yeah, that, for sure. Yeah. Dana White went to Brock Lesnar and said, whoever wins, you're going to come out there. I think they thought that Stipe was going to win mm-hmm. uh, when Cormier won. Cormier obviously obviously relished in cutting a promo because he cut oh, a promo. Oh, yeah, he, he was quick to get and that he, bite. And he's a big he's a big pro wrestling fan. Yeah, he was quick um, to get that bite. 
it's so strange to think about that the actual reigning uh, universal champion, which never existed before a year and a half ago, but for all intents and purposes, he's the biggest champion in WWE. It's so strange to think that he just went over to UFC and now is getting a UFC title shot. It is, it's a, it's a crossing of the streams that we've never seen before between quote unquote legitimate fighting and professional wrestling, which has, I mean, has it, of course it's fake, yeah, but, but this is how we saw this weekend. Had, but you know, also can get it's, hurt. it's also funny to think about that UFC, this was a very low buy pay-per-view, one of their lowest. I think it only did like, 000. yeah, I heard 300 to 400,000. So 400,000 is at the top of it. This is kind of how wrestling occurred in the first place, was that real fighting became boring around the turn of the century, so they needed to add a little bit of pizzazz to it and add a little bit of fakeness to it, and then here we are, a scant 118 years later, and uh, <laughs> where, where we are right. in professional wrestling. Uh, the UFC needs a little bit of this. This is, why, oh, yeah. this is why the Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather fight did such big buys, is because people like characters. Yeah. And... UFC, even more than good fighters. E- even more than good fighters. They like characters. They boxing and wrestle and fake wrestling and boxing and UFC matters because it's the literal imposition of will instead of a figurative imposition of will like throwing a fastball by somebody. The literal imposition of will of knocking somebody out is what appeals to at, at least a lot of the audience. At least the audience that tunes into stuff like For this. Sure. And I don't think Brock's dumb. And I don't think, uh, all respect to your lovely wife, who I like, hey, Tara. Um, I don't think Brock's dumb, and I don't think that Vince is dumb. Vince definitely knew this was happening, and I think this is the best thing that, that I think this is actually, Vince might have actually pushed for this. I don't know, because they didn't mention Brock one time on TV this week. It, they, don't, they didn't say his name, and which, I mean, it's, we're used to him not being around, but they did not, even with all the Lashley... In Roman stuff, they did not say Brock Lesnar one time. You knew. I think that's by design. I was going to say, when Roman Reigns came out on Monday night and did his little usual crybaby speech, I should be the universal champion. You know who the universal champion is. We don't have to say his name. We know, but I mean, it's implied, but like, it's just, it's just worth considering. I don't think there's any way that Brock did this. I, in fact, I would go so far as to say that I bet Dana White and Vince McMahon had a conversation oh, yeah. about this. Like, yeah. hey, this is actually what's happening. We're going to put Brock on yours. Now, Brock might drop it at SummerSlam because there's there's a few scenarios that can play out here. So Brock drops it at SummerSlam, and then he goes off and fights uh, Cormier in probably what will be, I heard it's going to be like March or something, is the it, earliest. I've heard November. I've heard sometime early 2019. March is the furthest I've heard that it could go as far as March 2019, I've heard as early as November 2018. Because I don't think that it hurts Brock Lesnar, the UFC fighter, to lose a fake wrestling match and then go Not on and all. fight Cormier. He's no. going to lose to Cormier probably unless he catches him. I think it hurts WWE a lot more if Brock is still the champion in oh, November. Absolutely. And then goes and loses to Cormier. Oh, man. If he's still the champion in November, we got a problem. And Brock's not going to hold the belt hostage because he just does whatever is good for business. I just wouldn't put it past Vince to uh, redo the whole thing next WrestleMania. Braun is waiting around. Roman is waiting around. Pick one or the other. Braun has that money in the bank until... I mean, I know it's probably not going to happen, but we thought there was no way that Brock would still be champion right now. We thought in March when we were doing our WrestleMania predictions and far before that, I mean, six months before WrestleMania, all of us were saying, well, this is all leading up to Roman being Brock at WrestleMania and then we can be done. And here it is, July. It's past Independence Day. It's not July 4th. All you patriots out there, it's Independence (laughs) Day. We're past Independence Day. And it's no, you, you got a point. Brock is still champion. Yeah, on, a, on Vince's whim. Oh yeah, if anything, this is clearly it's on Vince. Yes. We all know that. Yes, Vince made the call, and then they signed a, a here to heretofore unknown. Uh, I don't even know if I use that word right, but a heretofore unknown contract that Brock signed, and we have no idea when Brock is, Brock is going to lose this belt. Right, and. I don't think Vince does either. He might have a little bit of an inkling in his head, but he could change his mind on the whim again. I heard he has one more match contractually. 
That yeah. is only one more match. And that should be. And then it's is that going to be a 30 second squash by Braun Strowman? Is that going to be a. Uh, this Well, if it's SummerSlam, that's August. So they'll give you September, October, November, this December, is the last January, February. The pay per view we're previewing tonight is the last pay per view before SummerSlam, correct? Correct. Yeah. So that would give you anywhere from three to six months, depending on when this Cormier fight is. You could go out and give us a 20 minute match with Roman. And then if he loses, great. If he wins, oh shit. But that should give you more than enough time to heal and then start training for whatever, whenever the UFC. It is up. notable to say, though, that the WWE champion just went to a UFC ring and is getting a UFC title shot as a WWE champion. Like, <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> that would have been cool it, if he was wearing the belt. For what? Man, nobody gives oh a my, shit about that cool motherfucker. It would have been Paul Heyman would have come out with him. Yeah. Now, that, okay, now you're talking. Now <laughs> you're talking. Okay, granted, Brock did amazing just, you know, cursing Daniel Cormier out. But if Paul came out and it cut a promo, shit. We, can't spend, we can't spend too long on this. We got to get other stuff. We'll get to our two count. All right, I know two beers been chomping at the effing <laughs> bit. Let me sit back. Let me, let me scoop back for a little right. bit. Well, let's, what's up, dude? Just, yeah, just, go ahead. just to break it down. Yeah, I'm, go I'm, ahead. I'm not going to go JCB Roman last week. Uh, I'm going to try to take a little bit of a step back. There's a few things we need to talk about with the New Japan G1 special that was Friday night. Or Saturday night? Saturday night. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ended up watching it Sunday because my wife had me working an event Saturday. But uh, so Sunday, I get on, chillaxing, you know, had a couple margaritas, looking ready to soak in this G1 special. And it's fucking almost ruined. Uh, there's a few things, and JCB's looking at me funny. Uh, a few things to talk about. First, commentary. Second, uh, quick update on uh, Hiromu. Uh, he's back in Japan, neck injury. Uh, took a bad bump from Dragon Lee, Phoenix Plex, uh, during his match. Finished the match. A couple more bumps, finished the match. Yep. And uh, looks like a neck injury. No real updates as far as the like, Takahashi how Dragon Lee, to me, was looking to me like the uh, match of the night before I found out that, like, after I watched it, if Takahashi would not have broken his neck... To me, that was the most exciting match. Yeah, before night. beforehand, that was the most exciting. Uh, I think what ended up, a lot of general consensus being the match of the night was Jay White, Juice Robinson, where a lot of my problems stemmed uh, from the show. And then, of course, we got the Bullet Club stuff that we can mention. Uh, you want to start with the good or the bad? I'll start with the bad. Okay. The bad being the commentary. <laughs> So, Here we go. I mean, you've been texting me and Jason about this for a while. We are we're ready. Oh yeah, Dude. let me sit back. I'm J- gonna sit back. Jr. is. Uh, I think one of the reasons I'm heartbroken about this is because Jr. is a fucking hometown hero. You know, I'm, I'm not from Omaha, but uh, I fucking grew up on Jr. and he put so many guys over in WWE. I think he's the best living wrestling commentator. And I think Mark Cuban, whenever he signed him to Access TV, thought that he was the best living wrestling commentator uh, there was. I mean, that's spot's been taken because he's past his prime and it's okay to be past your prime and still working he's he's old he's got stuff to do uh i mean he's a legend he needs he needs work but sounds like you're describing me (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing at at best i I text this guy at best he is past his prime he doesn't know the product he's saying the wrong names he doesn't know the names of the finishers he's not putting guys over at worst He's a fucking WWE shill because all he talks about is WWE. All he does is denigrate the product. There were a few things wrong at that show. The guardrails were not supported. That's on either Axis or New Japan. I don't know who's broadcasting. I know they're broadcasting. Yeah, that, that looks bad. I mean, That's it looks dangerous. It was dangerous. It could have hurt fans. It ended up hurting JR. I mean, he took he had a rib injury. And, you know, you can't slab well, JR's well, barbecue sauce on those ribs and make them better. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking man. He's, we going to hell, <laughs> dude. He's sixty six. He's got Bell's palsy. Apparently, he told them he was not comfortable with wrestlers doing spots next to the announcers' table. That's on them. That that's bad. That's bad news. Uh, let's 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 get back to that in a second because right. I, I want to talk about that. But keep going. So uh, during the Jay White uh, Juice Robinson. Robinson match, this is where it all like became. It all, you know, it built. It was last time, even whenever Kenny Omega said we're gonna do a bigger show and we're gonna sell out crowds, and then Jr. said, "Huh, good luck with that." That was the last fucking time they did this, and I was furious because he just 
took down probably the greatest wrestler, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, the the star of United States, New Japan, and he said, oh, good luck with that. He's He's burying the product right there. Then we get this where he's burying the product by not being up on it. He doesn't know people's names. He doesn't know finishers. He fucked up Night. He switched around Naido and Okada mm-hmm. a bunch of a times. A bunch. He said Jay Robinson. He said Juice White. Like, you know. And the guardrails were not supported. He should not have taken that bump. Juice but, White sounds cool. And then we have Josh Barnett. They're both, like, they were both so unprofessional. They were just burying the product. Barnett gets up. He's obviously pissed because JR took that bump. He shouldn't take the bump. He's an old man. He gets involved in the match. Go ahead. Gets out, runs to the ring, and is you know basically threatening Switchblade. And Switchblade plays it off as best as he can. As a heel. As a heel. Yeah. Waving him off, which, I mean, Barnett could fucking kick his ass. No like, doubt. I mean, shoot fight. Like, Barnett went Barnett would have killed fighting. him in the shoot fight, yes. But what announcer that's paid by a fucking television program like what's best like do you stay and you check on your fucking 66 year old announcer friend or you do climb the fucking guardrail and get involved in a match that is not your fucking issue and then go back to commentary and bury the fucking product because you're angry about it okay i'd like to comment on that i I didn't see this burying the product um i thought that what josh I keep wanting to call him Josh Hartnett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys should, everybody be, should watch 30 Days a Night. That movie I want to right? see how 40 days, yeah. 40 days, 40 nights. No, 30. No, not 40 days, 40 <laughs> nights. No, 30 days. No, not the one where, a, where he has to say celibate. The one where he, the one where the, he lives in Alaska and they're all vampires. No, 30 days uh, a night. Okay. That's a good crossover film. Okay. <laughs> 30 days a night. He's got to be celibate. Josh Barnett. <laughs> well, That's got to say four minutes. Yeah, it's, it's over. <laughs> no, what I thought Josh Barnett did, and that was, as far as I can tell, that was not planned at all. That was not a work. Like, he was out there shooting. He angry. got pissed off because... Okay, so Jay White suplexes Juice Robinson into the untethered, uh, what do you call it, guardrails. Which they knew were untethered, so it was not cool. And it went into the announcer's table, and JR's a 66-year-old man, and JR fell down, got hit. Got hit by the table, fell off of his chair, and Josh Barnett, who's a former MMA fighter, says into the microphone, looks at Jay White and says, you just fucked up. Yeah. And then he got up. And went into the ring. And like you said, Jay White played it off like a work, played it off like a heel. But if something unplanned like that happens, I don't mind a little bit of shoot in my work. You know what I mean? Like It was fun for the audience. It was... I heard about... I didn't watch it until today. It was a really slow day at work. Don't tell my boss, so I watched the pay-per-view all day. But... <laughs> Bow, she ain't working! I, like, I, I heard... I, like, I saw some stuff on Twitter about how Barnett went into the ring, and I was like, wait a minute. Like, I even texted you guys. I said, wait, I heard about this because you were talking about the thing that really bothered you was during the Switchblade uh, Juice Robinson match. And I said, yeah, I heard about it, but I didn't really understand it. When I watched it, I was like, man, that's not a work at all. That's a shoot. That guy was actually pissed off and was probably still pissed off after the show when they went backstage. He probably got into Jay White's face. JR tweeted and said they both, he's like, those kids, he's like, those kids are good kids. And they came up and they apologized to me, to my face. Okay. Which is cool. That's all good. I didn't mind that little bit because if anything, it put more heat on Jay White. Oh yeah. When Barnett goes into the ring, everybody was chanting asshole and they weren't chanting asshole at him. They were chanting asshole at Jay White because the crowd is in on it. The crowd knows that JR is not there to take bumps. Everybody in the crowd there knows who JR is. I couldn't believe the amount of people on the internet that thought that JR was ready to take a bump. Like the dude's, Fucking, no, I mean, just us calling it a bump is kind of stupid. He didn't take a bump. He got hit. Yeah, yeah, he got hit by a table. He got hit by a table by some guys who were in their 20s that were going full out, having the time of their lives and trying to put on the show of their lives. J-Bell, thoughts on the uh, announcing at the G1 USA show? The G1 USA preview show. I don't even know what to call no, it. No, it's G1 special. Yeah, USA. G1 say, special. Okay. we all know what we're talking about. I, I agree with Two Beer to a certain extent. I'm just not. 
I know in my heart of hearts, this is not where Jim Ross is supposed to be. He's supposed to be in WWE. Now, for whatever reason, whether whether it's the Bell Palsy or he's just not up with the the product today, which I don't think that's the case. I think really it's because of the Bell Palsy, but either neither here nor there. He's not in WWE anymore. He's in New Japan. So it would behoove him in some form or fashion to know the product. Just know the names. Okay, well, you're switching up names left and right. That's a bad look. I want to throw this out there, though. That Bell's palsy is not a it's not a mental thing. It's a it's, it's a physical. It's a physical thing. Yeah, yeah it's a nervous. It. It's a it's a it's he a nervous it. he system had thing. It at his prime. Yeah, right. yeah. It, this has nothing to do with him not knowing the names. He doesn't know the names because he's a old. B doesn't care. Doesn't care. Okay, that's not to do with his, that. His wife died tragically right. about two years ago, and I'm not trying to get into JR's head, but I wouldn't. I'm not I, worried I mean, about New Japan at that point. I've but. heard interviews with him since his wife died, and he seems like he's in a very fuck it type of mode. And I'm not going to blame him for that. But it the Bell's palsy has nothing to do with it. I'm just saying it has that, nothing. To no, do no, with it. I'm just saying that this is the reason why they took him. I'm off. I'm a doctor. It has nothing to do with it. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I digress. Um, ultimately, I just think that Jim Ross is just not in the right spot. He needs to be in WWE in some form or fashion. You need to have, find out if Kevin Kelly is willing to do Access TV because he, he's essentially oh, the he's voice to do of it. New Japan. The they same way him, Michael they, Cole is the voice of WWE. Sorry, the way that they, the way that I heard is that they had to tell Kevin Kelly that he wasn't doing this show because Mark Cuban specifically asked for Jr. for this show. Because Kevin Kelly does a lot of the New Japan shows, right? I mean, yeah, he's all of he's them. lead commentary and, for the uh, the English commentary. And Cuban's fucking ignorant to the product himself. He just is happy to have wrestling. Yeah, he's a he Shark Tank guy. He he, he doesn't, doesn't know. He, know he's got he's got a bunch of yes men in his ear that tell him what they think, and they say, "Well, Jr. has been doing this forever." And listen, I, I'll echo Zach's statements. I love Jr. And even when I was watching this, what because I was I came into this knowing that you were furious, Adam Zach. I was knowing that you were furious at the commentary and you even said on the text that you thought a couple times that you were going to turn it on to the Japanese. The only reason I didn't is so I could have more fuel to the fire whenever I talked about it. So, (laughs) but going into it, man, JR still has flashes of brilliance. Like there, he does still throw these little sayings in that that are really hometowny or, you know, like, yeah, you see glimpses of the past. Yeah. And, and and he calls moves by like some of the old moves, which is cool. You know, it was like Irish Whip, and I'm like, you don't hear fucking Irish yeah, Whip. You, you don't hear anybody say Irish Whip. And uh, he did call Cody Rhodes Rhodes the entire time, which uh, you're not allowed to call Cody Rhodes Rhodes she, anymore. He's JR, just Cody dude. now. Um, JR gets a pass. I didn't. I didn't think it was as bad as you thought. Uh, as it wasn't you good. Did. It wasn't bad. It wasn't but, good. But it I would have preferred Kevin Kelly bad. because, like we just talked about about a month ago during the Okada Omega Four, Kevin Kelly and um, Don Callis, Don Callis, just really drove it home how important that match was. Yeah, and Jr. used to do that for WWE because he cared about the product and he cared about putting guys over, and it just doesn't seem that he wants to put anybody over. He, you know, no, he sounds depressed. No, exactly. And he, I mean, the May Young Classic was a fucking bore. He was on that. Yeah, but I, I still think that's that's just not knowing who these women are. You and know he, what I'm saying? It's just thing. not. It's not knowing the product. I don't want. So to, ultimately, he's not doing his homework. Is I guess where yeah. we're going with. I this. don't want to put myself in his shoes. I don't know what it's like to be his age. I don't know what nope. it's like to lose your wife of fifty years. Nope. He sounds down. Yeah. To me, he it, sounds like he's not that into well then, it, and that to me that, that I, and that's fine. But then just go do go he, be Jr. Man, just go. But I also want to. I also want to. Yeah, and then just kind of ride off into the sunset. I just, I just, I just think in, we should say that he is the greatest of all time. I will agree with that. I don't have a problem with that. And I'm just worried that this is a burgeoning product in the United States. And like I said, at worst, he's shilling for WWE and burying it intentionally in an attempt to get Vince's good graces back so that he can get hired. Oh, on. No, Damn. no, at worst, you, I'm not saying that that's, that's the case. At the very fucking that's, worst. That's though. the my conspiracy theory level. Like, oh, God no, damn. Really? he doesn't give a shit you just talk, about that. I know WWE is his main experience, but he's got other frames of reference to like talk about. He's been calling New Japan for fucking years on Access TV. You're like, sober, aren't you? 
Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, there it is. It. There right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> it all, all right. comes We're, we're going to keep it up with the New Japan on our three counts. <laughs> all right, so I, I want to keep it going, New Japan, because we have there wasn't a whole lot that happened in WWE this week. and no, We're uh, going to talk about it in a second anyway. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do a whole prediction rundown. But... Um, there was a couple matches that I think need to be talked about. Uh, for example, we are talking about Juice Robinson and Jay White. We can talk about that later. Um, Omega Cody um, was not the barn burner that a lot of Omega matches are, but maybe we've been spoiled with Omega Naito and Omega Okada. A little bit. I thought that it, I thought that the last quarter of it was fantastic. I think that Cody is not the technical barn burner type wrestler that a lot of guys are in New Japan. What I think that Cody is really good at is telling a story yep. within the ring. You stealing my thunder. Like when, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like when Cody grabs the belt when Red Shoes is knocked out and Cody's thinking about taking out Omega, who's kind of his boy. They're both in the Bullet Club. And then he decides against it, throws it down, and then tries to put him in the crossroads. Omega reverses it. That's the type of shit that you watch a Cody match for. Cody is great when he does the push-ups, when uh, his opponent is down. Like I love stuff like that. It was not my favorite match. Um, I did love the Dragon Lee Takahashi match. Well, first of all, thoughts on the Cody Omega match, JCB? Uh, like I say, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. Cody's a sports entertainer where Kenny Omega is the more of the strong style wrestler. So you had the combination of the both. So well, I you, wouldn't put it like that, but go ahead. I, I think, I mean, come on, you take a V trigger. Look at, uh, look at Okada after an hour of taking V triggers. His face was like a nice little pulpy red, man. So let's not get it twisted. It's not really quote unquote strong style, but I'm sorry. Look at that Okada. I might beg to differ. Neither here nor there. It was the mix between the two and that's the match you got. You got some sports entertainment and then you had some wrestling. Let's just go with that. So ultimately But it, telling a story in the ring is not necessarily sports entertainment. That's no, just that's but, just wrestling. No, that's just that was the wrestling part. But Cody, the sports does, entertainment Cody gets the part. crowd into it. Right. He, he's always jawing. I remember you know? Wade I remember Wade Keller back in two thousand ten when I two thousand nine, two thousand ten when I first got back into wrestling and I started reading uh PW Torch. Wade Keller used to talk about Cody back then when he was twenty five years old and said, Man, this kid really knows how to tell a story in the ring. No, and there's and I still think it applies to this day. I just don't. I think Cody's held to a, a certain standard that others aren't, and that if you hold him to that bar, he's always going to come a little short because he's not that kind of a wrestler. He's a WWE wrestler. He's not a an ROH guy. He's not a New Japan guy. So he's going to fall just a little bit short. The match was good. Ending was better, obviously, because then you had the Bullet Club basically implode in front of you where the Tongans came out. Fantastic and, and, angle. And just destroys eight, nine guys or whatever the case may be. And that's what I like. Plus Haku. Yeah. I mean, I love watching Haku. I was about Haku. to say, it was good to see Haku. 60-year-old Haku. Yeah. Haku. I'm getting ready to... With his kids, fucking throat. I mean, it was yeah. With his kids, with his kids. I mean, that's got to be a dream come true for him, right? Fale wasn't there. Ishimori wasn't there. So I mean, this is just going to get bigger. So ultimately, Cody Omega was a good match, but unfortunately for me, it got overshadowed by the ending. But uh, I mean, there's four guys in this room. Three of us don't have kids. Zach does. I mean. When you held Dexter when he was just a little baby, I mean, could you imagine how great it would feel to bust up the Bullet Club with him <laughs> like in, in 27 years? I mean, that would be great, right? I love just killing people on Fortnite with him. <laughs> it's like, I'm hoping to get home in time before he goes to bed. So we can, season 5 just started today. I'm ready to kill some motherfuckers on Fortnite. Thoughts on the aftermatch angle? Yeah, like JCB said, it it made the match. Uh, the match was good, very solid. Uh, much more of a storytelling match. Uh, I mean, Okada, Okada Omega tell a story like physically, whereas uh, this is. More, I, I don't think we'll ever get there again. I don't know if we'll ever get to Okada yeah, Omega. Again. I know. I be using that just as an example because right. it's our most recent Omega angle. Whereas uh, Cody's doing something totally different, where he tells a story. I mean, multimedia, not just in the ring, but, you know, you got being the elite um, every single week where they're telling the story. So uh, it is not just it's a new way of telling a wrestling story. 
uh, and it's impressive. Um, but yeah, the the ending was cool. When I saw four hours and thirty nine minutes on my New Japan World thing, and you know the match hadn't started yet, I'm like, well, there gonna be some like after after match like yeah, interviews. I was thinking to myself, okay, I know this is ending, but don't turn away because this could be some NXT takeover shit. Yep. And the next thing you know, it's like boom because the camera kind of moved away. I'm like, oh, see you tripping. Yep. Oh, see you tripping. And the next thing you know, you see Kenny Omega go down. I'm like, motherfucker, I knew it. I knew it. it was That's fun. what the great part about it is. We get the payoff versus Bailey and Sasha where two weeks ago, yeah. Bailey jumped Sasha was like, thank you, God. And you know, here comes the payoff and they're not even going to be on Extreme yeah. Rules Bailey looked like a badass there like Tama Tonga looked like a fucking badass oh Tama Tonga is a badass and he's in the G1 like so don't my predictions changed yeah I was going to say don't be surprised you see a some sort of a Tonga Omega kind of I wouldn't be surprised if Omega lost to Tama Tonga yeah I mean this is going to change my G1 bracket having watched that like I got to redo it because I'm gonna Omega's post. not going to make the final. Wait, Let's just the get G1 that off the head. The G1's happening before our next podcast, isn't it? It's Saturday starts on, morning. Yeah, it starts on it Saturday starts. morning. Okay, yeah. so we're not going to get to it tonight, but everybody go to at BFR Pod on Instagram, at BFR Pod on Twitter, at BFR JCB, at BFR Zach with an H, at BFR Bill. Friends of BFR on Facebook, Band from Ringside Podcast on Facebook, but most importantly, go to Friends of BFR on Facebook. We will have a bracket there, and you'll be able to pick out your G1 New Japan bracket. The winner, it's going to be like the NCAA tournament. The winner, whoever picks the best bracket, will win two $10 gift certificates to JJ Twigs. On Southampton, which just happens to be our second sponsor. That's going to do it for our three counts. Now, listen, guys, JJ Twigs on Southampton has a whole bunch of great stuff. They got a house salad. They got a strawberry spinach salad. They got a Caesar salad. Now, nah, I'm just fucking around, guys. They got pizzas. <laughs> they got tons of pizzas, guys. They, they got say, the really? JJ Twigs special Italian sausage, mushroom, onion, green pepper. Are you down with mushrooms on your pizza, Zach? Fuck yeah. Okay. They got the Southside Pride Italian sausage pepperoni, bacon, onion, banana pepper. Are you done with banana pepper, J-Bell? Uh, yeah, I can I can uh, take it down, yeah. They got the Joya with Joya's. You want to say something, don't you? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to leave it Go ahead. They got the sandwich. They got the Joya with Jardinera on, on, uh, with Joya's. <laughs> Sorry, you guys are fucking me up. Hot salami, onion, pepperoncinis, uh, the margarita of Savoy with olive oil and garlic, tomato and fresh basil. My favorite one, like I always tell you, is the Super Mario with the homemade chopped meatballs and fresh basil. Tons of good stuff, guys. Tons of good stuff. If you come there on Saturday before the Cardinal game, hell, you might find me. I think I'm going to try to pound four drinks before uh, my wife meets me up at Bush Stadium. Jesus Just, Christ. I mean, you don't watch the Cardinal. I'd be on my phone watching the G1. Let's <laughs> say, damn that. I'm coming straight home from work. <laughs> hey, it takes four drinks. It takes four drinks just to put up with her. No. <laughs> this is what my dad used to say. <laughs> my dad used to say this. My dad, my dad would drive home from work in a truck, and there'd always be like, two Bush doll boys back there and I'd be like dad why are the Bush doll boys it's like I need them just to put up with your mother (laughs) (laughs) but hey on that note go to JJ Twigs on Southampton uh, hit us up and you don't even need to win the G1 tournament if you just hit me up you can ask Scotty Bourne Scotty Bourne if you haven't got him yet they're there I sent them yesterday oh Jesus Christ dude I know you're horrible but if you get if you get a hold of me, I got JJ Twigs gift certificates to give away. So let me know. Tell He's him further from, from a post office than he is at JJ Twigs. Tell him the band. <laughs> I, that's true. <laughs> tell him the band from Ringside sent you. This is band from Ringside. All right, now we're gonna do our extreme rules predictions. Hey Sam, we're gonna need you at the microphone. Yeah, get your ass up here. Newly betrothed yeah, Sam say, Mall. See, we're gonna do this like golf Good style for him. We're going to make him pick first every time since he has the honor of That's what winning. we usually do anyway. That's how he beat us last time. We should make him go last this time. All no, right, make Sam, him go first. You got Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax versus, for the Raw Championship. Who you got? Alexa Bliss. Uh, two beer. I got Alexa. 
JCB. I think there's going to be a little Ronda-ness in this, but yeah, okay, yeah, she's yeah. sitting in the front row. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he can. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that was yeah, very suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Alexa Bliss as well. I'll take Give me Alexa, Alexa Bliss, too. I'm going to take an Alexa Bliss also. Uh, next up, we have the, the leader of worlds, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus the B team. Sam, who you got? That sounds like the stupidest match ever. <laughs> the del- the backspacer of universes. Uh, go with the B team. JCB, who you got? Uh, AOP on the horizon. I'm going to take to the leader of worlds. Yeah, uh, same. I don't think the B team. I don't expect this to last long. And I think. Man, with AOP on the horizon, though, I almost want to take the B team, but they've won the last three TV matches. I'm going to take the the leader of worlds. Uh, We have Carmella versus Asuka with James Ellsworth suspended over the ring in a shark cage. Sam, who you got? (laughs) Sam has no idea what to do with it. He's like a shark cage. Can I pick the shark cage? In land? (laughs) Over land? Yeah. Uh, Carmella versus Asuka. I pick whoever's not in the cage. Okay, so James Ellsworth is in the cage, so neither one of them is in the cage. Oh. What are my choices then? I'm so confused. <laughs> the Shark Cage versus James Oscar. Ellsworth. No, Carmella versus Asuka. Um, Asuka. JCB. Man, I really want to pick Asuka here. I really do. I just... I can't. I just can't. This, this reeks of Carmella winning this in some dubious manner. I picked Carmella beforehand. I already texted Bill the predictions. I got to stick with it. Yeah, you don't have to text me the predictions anymore. No, because I wanted to be on the up and up. I don't want to be Did I accuse you of not being on the up and up? There was a little accusation of, you know... You guys are oh changing your picks. So no, wanna, there wasn't. <laughs> so I want to make sure that, you know, okay, look, we're go, good. Uh, Carmella, I'm going Carmella also. Actually tattooed my predictions on my dick. <laughs> uh, it says Asuka. There's 11 matches, dude. <laughs> <That's Yeah. not> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> One for every centimeter. <laughs> You're going Asuka? <laughs> yeah, I'm going Asuka. All right. Uh, for the, uh, the 30-minute Iron Man match, oh, Dolph yeah. Ziggler. Versus Seth Rollins. And it just occurred to me this week, Ziggler wouldn't be such a stupid last name if it was spelled Z-I-E-G-L-E-R. Because I know people... Ziggler. No, I know people named Ziggler spelled like that. They're wrong. But when it's Z-I-G-G-L-E-R, it's... It's like whenever their name's... It's like when their name's spelled Wiener, and they're like, no, it's Weiner, and you're like, no, it's Wiener. Nah, nah, dude, it's Wiener. (laughs) It's like when it's spelled Conquer... It's like, nah, my name's Conquer Soiree. It's like, no, dude, it's Canker Sore. Uh... Sam, Dolph Ziggler or Seth Rollins in a 30-minute Iron Man match? I'm going to go Seth Rollins. All right. Two beer. Give me Ziggler. Uh, as much as I love Rollins, and he's pretty much the fucking star of WWE right now, uh, I see this uh, turning into a Drew Ziggler thing. Yeah, uh, I'm going to stick with uh, Well, I'm not going to stick with it. I picked Ziggler before. I'm going to pick him now. Um, there's just got to be a spinoff for it. Seth Rollins is moving up. And then somehow we got to break up Drew and Dahl. So, yeah, you got to have him win first. All right. In the match, I'm, oh, I'm taking Ziggler also. Um, in the match of the night, we got Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> Sam the Mauler Mall, who you got? Finn Balor or Baron Corbin? I'm going to go with Finn Balor. <laughs> Are you serious, bro? I'm going with Finn yes. Balor, too. Two beer? Uh, Finn Balor. Sorry, Steve. Making unanimous. Oh, Steve's so upset. Hey, we can be upset. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Baron Corbin wins. Man, I like Baron Corbin. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> there's a that line. I'm gonna leave it alone. Give me, give me Finn Balor. <laughs> Finn Balor's across the board. All right, so we got Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage. Thoughts on this, Sam the Mauler Mall? Who you got in a steel cage, Braun Strowman? And my man, Kevin Owens. I pick Travis Barker in a cage <laughs> over the crowd. Tommy Lee, you mean? No, Travis Barker All did it too. All the small things. Tommy <laughs> Lee. Same thing. <laughs> Who are you taking? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm making this go long. <laughs> yeah, you really are. What was my hey, choice? I'm trying guy? to get you home, man. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah. Make it two. Um... 
I just can't see how Kevin Owens wins after being dumped in the porta potty. As much as I want to pick KO, I feel like Bill right here. Um, I feel like you got the briefcase on Strowman, even in a cage match where I guess he can probably just leave to get the win and it doesn't make him look like weak. I just don't see it happening. Uh, give me Braun. Read this, guys. Read that. What does that say? What does that say? It says KO. That's KO. I'm picking KO. You yeah. should. I'm That's your boy. KO. I know. That's your boy. I just think something weird's going to happen, like Brock Lesnar's going to come out and kill him or something. Okay. I hope you're right. I'm taking KO. Good for you. What am I doing? Idiot. This is how I lost last <laughs> yep. year. Every time. I just boy. went with my heart I, every time. I, I didn't have to oh mind trick him this time. This I know. Easy. I'm just so dumb. We got New Day versus Sanity. Table and match. A, tables match. In New the Day pre-show. versus Sanity and the pre-show. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with New Day. Who you got, JCB? <sighs> Shit. See, this is why I hate picking ahead of time. <sighs> Fuck you. As much as I, I like New Day. Impression. Yeah, right. Um, uh, it's got to be Sanity at this point. I mean, you just can't. You can't have them lose the first match. Even and it's and on the, the second match. It was first match on pay-per-view, oh, second uh, yeah. match all day. You can't have them lose on the pre-show. Give me Sanity. Yeah, and Sanity's been losing since they showed up. So this is their kind of match. If they don't win, I'll lose the uh, 4% of hope I have left for WWE main roster. My whole, my whole thing is that the the... Pre-show is usually meant to put the crowd in a good mood, so... But I can't believe that they'd have Sandy lose right here, because I think they're setting Sandy up to go against the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, they kind of tease that I think you put anybody through a table, it's going to put the crowd in a good mood. Okay, so we we only got four matches left. Uh, We got Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura for the U.S. title. Sam, I am. Uh, I'm going to go Nakamura. Nope. Two beer. Give me cock Nakamura. Uh, Jeff Hardy's hurting, man. I don't. I just don't see him being able to work a He's champion old, schedule. He's old as fuck. He's like yeah. a year younger than Jason. Who you got, Jason? This a bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get. I'll take Nakamura. Uh, Vince likes his U.S. champions as foreign heels for whatever reason. Because uh, he's I'm, racist. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'm gonna go with <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm just gonna go with that and stick with that. Yeah, I'm going Nakamura too. I think it's kind of a consolation prize, and mm-hmm. like Jeff Hardy doesn't need it. I mean, no. Nakamura would be a good, he'd be, be a, a good, great U.S. champion. It'd be a good champion for SmackDown to have for a couple uh, weeks. Uh, Trump Roman wants Reigns to build a wall for some reason. Roman <laughs> Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Who you got? Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley? Same I am. Uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, you've learned something. Yeah. <laughs> I just know what names I hear the most. Yeah. <laughs> Two beer. Yeah, I would I would like to say Lashley, but if it you know, in the in the WWE universe, not gonna happen. Yeah, that's enough. But come on. We're Roman all going Roman Reigns. Yeah. Okay, I'm saving the best for last. So the Blumkin brothers versus Hell No for <laughs> the second. I know what's coming last now. That's not last. No, I know. I got. I know. I'm saving the best for last. So oh, this okay. is second. He last. might as well do it now because it's not going to be the main event on Sunday. No, uh, it's not. But it's the main event here at Bam from Ringside. So we got the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. Sam, Hell No, Team Hell No. I should let you know has Daniel Bryan and Kane. Oh, so that's helpful to know. Yes. I didn't want to leave you because Team Hell No sounds stupid. Yeah, but it's, it's stupid it because like it's a Toby from Keith tour. <laughs> 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 That's a street team. <laughs> team Hell No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best joke ever told on this podcast. Oh shit! I'm over here crying. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Team Hell No for yeah. some reason having to do with. They're gonna face some other people in a subsequent match. <laughs> probably that right. I also don't. This know is who for that the belts, be. though. But they'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American. It's the American way. way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go next. I haven't gone next yet in a while. I kind of. Uh, Shit. I kind of see something happening here because the Miz is not on the card. So I kind of see something happening here where because the Miz TV segment the other night made me think. That they're gonna do, they're gonna, they're gonna pull the trigger on this Miz Daniel Bryan thing sooner rather than later. So I'm gonna say that Miz is gonna come out, take out Kane's knee to set up a, and Bludgeon Brothers are gonna win to set up a Miz Daniel Bryan SummerSlam match. So I'm going Bludgeon Brothers. 
I got what he said. Okay. Man, I got shouldn't have uh, given it away. That was, no, a, that, 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 that was good See, booking. but there you go. I already had it written down before I walked through the door, so you can't say I... I'll check my text message. Yeah, yeah I already got it. I'll start texting mine. I had mine in my phone, but uh, team hell no. Uh, just because Kane is one of the most decorated tag team champions... He's got to go be a mayor, man. He can't yeah. be running around he here win? being a tag team Did he champion. he win the mayorship? I don't know if no, it's yeah, that, I don't but think they have it yet. I mean, he can just fucking drop the belt on a SmackDown, or, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. All right, and then my most anticipated match of the night, which is AJ Styles versus Rusev for the WWE title. Sam Maul, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Rusev. Oh, I love that pick. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I, I like to call balls, okay? Wavos. Putting them out there on the table for them to get chopped off. Why are you making your wavos look like huge tits? <laughs> well, see, but my wavos are bigger you than yours. My, my tits look like bowls. As I say, Elephantitis over here. Give me AJ Styles. I'm sorry. Samoa Joe is hiding in the, the lurch somewhere. That program go. has got to happen. Uh, AJ, as much as I want to say it's Rusev Day, um, not today. Unfortunately, Rusev is going to lose on Rusev Day. And those are our predictions. Hey, everybody, we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out to listen to ours. We have a ton of fun doing it. And you know what? Our uh, listenership has been going up lately. We're still not making any money off the podcast, but we appreciate (laughs) you guys telling your friends about it. If you guys have any friends that are into wrestling, please turn them on to us, and we will appreciate it. Uh, We got some big things coming in the future, like the all-in Starcast, which we will be a part of. Yeah, T-shirts should be coming here in the next couple weeks. Hit your boy up, stuff like that. Um, So. We got a ton of birthdays, like a ton of birthdays. X-Pac is only 46. That doesn't sound right, does it? In yes, dog it years. sounds right. Jeff Jarrett is 51. Bubba Ray, or Bully Ray, is 47. Charlie Caruso is 31. Ooh. Heath Slater is 35. Jesse the Body Ventura is 67. Boogeyman is 54. Happy birthday to Bobby Lashley, who's 42. Mojo Raleigh is 32. Yo, boy. Al Snow, I love Al Snow, is 55. Joey Mercury is only 39. What? That's what it said, man. man. I took it off the internet. Mandy Rose is 27. <sighs> Jerry Borash is 44. Jinder Mahal is 32. And Adam Rose, I hope you're doing okay out there, buddy. I know you ran some, went through some hard times. I hope Adam Rose is doing okay. I can only imagine what Adam Rose thinks when he sits back and watches No Way Jose on the Raw. Yeah, but that, that's a great program they think got going on. For Shock City Studios. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> For Sam the Muller Mall. Check. For Soul Taco. Check. For JJ Twigs. Check. For Vice Bo Geesman. Bo Geesman back in the house. For Check. Two Beer Zach Pullman. Summer as hell. For I don't believe it. JCB. I'll be on Twitter Bill this weekend. Maggie. And everybody, boo the heels. Please and thank you.